waking up at 5 a.m. every Saturday and Sunday at the age of like 11 or 12 um, and just bussing tables and knowing that I had this responsibility to me that risk of, okay, well, I can't go out with my friends and I put, or I can't go to sleepovers or I'm sacrificing that and I'm taking these risks. I truly build this strong inner Nancy of like, oh, you can do it. And then from there, it spiraled into really just putting myself in situations that are new and uncomfortable. I think that really resonated throughout my life, going to college for the first time, moving across the country to go to grad school, having four jobs in grad school, um, just knowing that could I push it a little more? Could I really put myself in an uncomfortable position and still feel powerful? And that's absolutely what it was. And I felt that. So I, I, I do think that that's where it really resonated is that work ethic that built so much of that confidence or ability to risk take. In today's episode, we have Nancy from Love is Blind, who has built a career outside of reality TV and pushed the limits in real estate and fashion. Stay tuned to learn more. Welcome to Building Billions, where we cover the risks and rewards of success. Hi, Nancy. Welcome to Building Billions. Thank you so much for having me. So excited me. to have you here. And we're going to have a chat about all things you, um, which is very exciting. You've done some interesting things in your life. From real estate to reality TV, why don't you walk you walk us through the journey of what it took to get here? Yeah, thank you so much for letting me share. Um, you know what's funny is when so I was thirty one when I applied for Love Is Blind, and I remember thinking if there is any reality TV show that I would ever be a part of, it would be Love Is Blind. Um, and so I think for me the idea was not so much. I want to do reality TV, but it was more of I'm at a place in my life where emotionally, personally, career-wise, I, I was just in such a good place that it just kind of made sense to do an experience that would potentially get me in a place where my romantic life would be, you know, it, maybe, you know, married or whatnot. And so, um, yeah, I think where I was at that time being 31 with my career, I had I had about six months to a year where I had left my full-time job, my nine to five as a supervisor um, in a hospital setting to do full-time real estate. And so um, I think for me, again, it was just a journey in my path that I just knew that I wanted to do more than what I was already doing. And when Love is Blind was part of that journey, it took about six months from the moment I applied to go through the interview process. And I would love to share a little insight on that because I did not realize the complexity of what the interview process would be. And it really was therapeutic. And I'll tell you why. From the interviews of, hey, you know, we're going to have 30 minutes of a conversation with a producer or, hey, we want you to fill out this 200 page, you know, questionnaire. It really put my life on a piece of paper or it put my life into words. You know, um, why are you ready? What makes you who you are, what would your friends say about you? And just very, again, very therapeutic to sit down and write your life down on a resume, pretty much. I really felt so strongly and so much more confident through the interview process. I could only be myself. That's all I had to give. And so uh, going on Love is Blind, getting the final confirmation that, hey, we're flying you out to LA um, for the filming I was just in such a good headspace and I just knew that this was something that I was so excited about and really felt honored that I was chosen for this opportunity. 
Um, now, the great thing about it is that with, on Love is Blind, you don't know if you're going to end up with someone. It's not a competition. It's not. Yeah, you're you know, not digging the through guys. the trenches. So this is really Exactly. I'm like, okay, so I can just be me and then we'll see what happens. That, that was, that's kind of like how my life is anyways. <laughs> I just kind of do the things that, you know, I want to explore or want to be a part of. And so, um, yeah. So then, you know, Love is Blind was about 13 weeks of filming and that included the days in the pods, the two proposals that I got kind of walked through that and, yeah, then wedding day came and we had the outcome that we did. Honestly, at the end of the day, like I just know that the experience brought me so much more positivity, so much more joy, so much more self-awareness. And if I was a happy person before Love is Blind, I am a happier person after Love is Blind, even after what, you know, you guys got to see on the show for those who watch. So um, just really exciting that I came out of this experience as a better person. Like I, I, I felt so good afterwards and there was some healing process. I'm not going to make it out to be sunshine and rainbows because it was hard um, coming out of the show and it, trying to go back to what Nancy was like before love is blind, but with more ammunition, right. With more of the resources, with more of the self love with more of the self-awareness. Um, my family was a huge part of Love is Blind. And so even my relationship with them being so much better, my dad and I having personable, vulnerable conversations that we never would have had if I hadn't gone on a show where I walked down the aisle to be left at the aisle, you know, I would do it all over again if I got the results that I got now. That's an incredible thing to hear because oftentimes we think real going into reality TV that you're going to hit a wall and that energy is going to deplete you. But for you, it seems like you took it as a, as a runway and a space for you to then heal yourself again and prove to yourself that you are worth it. You are capable of that next level. Walk us through what advice you would give to someone going through that journey as well. Yeah, I honestly cannot, I couldn't have imagined going through that process and not being in a happy place before. So I think anyone who would ever consider any kind of reality TV where you will be exposed, <laughs> essentially, right? Your, your true self will be exposed. You have to be yourself and whatever that means. Um, having the confidence and the love for yourself truly is so important before going on to something like this that is so invasive in a way, right? Um, cameras are everywhere from the living room to, you know, your personal space. So I, I do think that for me, it would be the recommendation of being a place where you have an idea. We all are so working on ourselves. So being in a place where you know and you're confident on where you are and who you are as a person in the different facets of your life, professional, um, career, uh, along with that, uh, personal relationship. Why are you still single? Right. They always so say it's the four pillars, the, the four pillars that you so have that to have in your life, you're, which are health, wealth, happiness, and like energy as well, like your spirituality or whatever practice you have. And so if you, you, especially I find through the episodes were able to lean on your confidence and self in finance. Because you had something, you had a backbone, you had an experience where you're like, no, no, I've done it. I've built myself. And so you could lean on that when maybe the personal was taking a, a, a hitting a wall or taking a moment, you could lean on yourself and be like, no, no, 
I built myself here, I can build myself again here. Exactly. And I think that mentality, so much of what I believe my confidence comes from is the fact that I am a risk taker. So if I don't take risk, how can I challenge my confidence? If I don't, you know, try to cross the street without knowing which street I'm crossing, how am I going to know what it's going to be like on the other side? So I do think that again, where I got, where I was in a place mentally, emotionally, and all the facets of my life, um, I believed in myself and I knew who I was. And I, I didn't realize that there was still more room for growth until after the show. So yeah, I would recommend that to, to people who would ever consider reality TV is really know who you are, where you're at, um, and be where are your moments of weakness as well? Because when you do reality TV, those will be highlighted, whether you want them to be or not. Some of my quirkiest moments are on you know worldwide television for people to see. And that's okay, because that's literally me. And that is 100% how I am. Um, but yeah, but you have to own it. You have to be confident about it. And when there are conflicts, for example, in my relationship at the time, I heard what was happening. I felt what was happening. Yes, it was sad, but I still stood strong in who I was and what I had to offer. And I still believed in myself when the person that I loved maybe it, didn't. It showed. And that that you was a huge You definitely had confidence throughout all of it. Even at the altar, even after post-altar, you had this energy of being like, this is not going to break me. This is not the outcome I wanted, but this is not going to break me. Where does that come from? Where could you lean in your life to a personal story where you had already proved to yourself that you had built that level of confidence in self? I can, I mean, when I really think about the first time I had to do something that put me at risk, right? Like something uncomfortable where I had to learn. I mean, I, I take it back to my first job and knowing that um, working at my family, uh, my mom was a waitress there at the time. And um, we had family friends that owned the restaurant and it was literally waking up at 5am every Saturday and Sunday at the age of like 11 or 12 um, and just bussing tables and knowing that I had this responsibility to me, that risk of, okay, well, I can't go out with my friends the night before, or I can't go to sleepovers or I'm sacrificing that and I'm taking these risks. I truly build this strong inner Nancy of like, oh, you can do it. And then from there, it spiraled into, hey, I want to be the mascot of my high school, but I don't know what that's like. And I want to try that. So it was really just putting myself in situations that are new and uncomfortable. I think that really resonated throughout my life, going to college for the first time, moving across the country to go to grad school, having four jobs in grad school, um, just knowing that, could I push it a little more? Could I really put myself in an uncomfortable position and still feel powerful? And that's absolutely what it was. And I felt that. So I, I, I do think that that's where it really resonated is that work ethic that built so much of that confidence or ability to risk take. When it comes to risk taking, walk us through how you took risks in real estate and then how you found yourself financial freedom through that process. Absolutely. So when it comes to my real estate journey, and I'll tell you the experience of buying your first home is exciting. You have this opportunity where you qualify for a mortgage and you want to buy your dream home. So in my process, at the time I was in Dallas, Texas, and I was working full-time as a speech and language pathologist. I had a few other jobs at the same time, but that was my main career. And I, what really happened for me was having a realtor 
who, uh, who really challenged me to think about what would it mean to get your dream home? What would it mean to have an income producing property? And for me, that idea of, okay, so I'm leaving my dream home uh, idea on the side so that I could even see this potential income producing property. So just having that question be asked to me, I followed up with wanting to learn more, wanting to know about what would this even mean? And that's when I took the uh, took it upon myself to read Rich Dad, Poor Dad and really understand this concept of what it means to have an asset versus a liability. And again, it goes back to my dream home being a liability and an income producing property being an asset. So when I understood that, it made more sense for me to take a risk on a much more expensive home but an income producing home that really did allow me to understand that I had to make a sacrifice of not getting my dream home. And I think making that risk allowed me the program that I did to acquire my first property. It's called NACA, N-A-C-A. And the way that the program works is that it's for first-time home buyers. Um, you can buy a multifamily home. The only really big objective is you have to live in the home. So I, that was my plan was to move into one side, rent the other side, and house hack my mortgage. And when I did that process, I was able to save so much money from my own personal jobs that I had. And then also the the rent that was coming in from the tenant that paying my debt off about $100,000 of debt happened the day that I closed. I remember it was about June 9th. So by June 10th, I called all of the lenders from my, I had loans, school loans, and I had a car note. And I called them and I said, you know, how do I send you the check? Because I'm ready to pay my debt off. Um, but it was really just taking that risk of believing that I wanted an income producing property. And what did that entail? That doesn't mean I stopped working. That doesn't mean that, you know, now it's easier. It just means that now I am in this mindset of how does it make sense to actually buy real estate that's going to work for me. Um, and going into financial freedom was so important to me because again, seeing what real estate could do with cash flow, which at the time it was really only a couple hundred dollars that I was cash flowing after the mortgage was paid. But seeing that that was the real estate side of things, I knew that financial freedom and paying off all my debt was something that would just elevate the next phase of real estate investing, um, which then led to my second property, an all cash deal. And um, it, it was my trend since then has been buying as ugly as possible and seeing the vision, seeing the potentialness of it. But again, it was really having to sacrifice or take the risk of, yeah, I can't go on vacations this year because I'm saving to pay off my debt. Um, and then the way that I went about paying my debt off, like I said, the day after I closed on my first property, it was just such an empowering feeling that the very next month, although I had almost like $100 in my bank account when I paid everything off, um, by that next paycheck, my my fund started growing again. And now this was true cash flow because I had no debt to pay. Um, and I think having that idea again with rich dad, poor dad being a big foundation, I also was on kind of the opposite spectrum of that. I was listening to Dave Ramsey and they're almost very, you know, unique and very different beliefs. So I had to find a way to merge. Yes. I want to be financially free. However, I want to collect debt 
that is more of an asset instead You're of You're leveraging the debt to then domino multiple properties and multiple purchases exactly. to then also bring in more ca ca cash flow and you're elevating. The cash You're using flow. the debt against the debt to get more properties. Yeah, and I think that concept, once I, once I did it with the duplex, um, it really did open up so many other opportunities or possibilities of well, what would be the next? So the next property actually was another duplex. And then, um, and then after that, it was, you know, single family homes. And so over the last seven years, I've acquired up to 10 properties. Some have been sold, some have been moved around. But um, so just the idea of what, what my portfolio could be was completely, you know, like it just opened up a can of worms once I started to see that cash flow and started to see how quickly I could save. And how quickly I could turn around um, a property to, uh, depending on what I wanted the property to be, whether it was a short-term rental or traditional renting, uh, just different ideas that came from having real estate. Absolutely. And so within the real estate market, I believe that everyone, real estate is this thing that even our parents' parents invested in. It goes back generationally because you're, you're buying an asset in a space. How has this changed the way you can interact with your career in the future? How is this, how can you leverage this in the future? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, especially after Love is Blind and knowing that so many people have reached out to me in the most positive way to find out like, how can I do this? Where can I find the deals that you're finding? What is it that you're doing to be able to get to where you are today? So I think for me, what I think about with that question is really the idea of networking or being in the same space in the same environment of people that have like-minded mentality so that I can continue to grow. But at the same time, I want to network with beginner real estate um, investors or first-time home buyers or people that are interested in that field. So there's this interesting split of this isn't it for me. There's so much more that I want to do um, and finding a way to also share that knowledge um, from the basics of finance, you know, one-on-one, how did I pay a hundred thousand dollars off? What did I actually have to do? And then how that elevated the rest of my real estate portfolio. Um, so yeah, I think for me, what I think about is networking, not just for myself, but also to be a resource of a network for other people um, that are interested. And, and really it's, it's not even just the real estate part of it, because I do think that the emo emotional and mental stability that it would, that it really took for me the, the strength, the mental strength to be like, no, I have a goal of what property I want to buy. So I cannot spend this amount of on a vacation or whatnot. Um, so I think just really having that mindset is something that can elevate um, the whole process of being a real estate investor. How has that impacted you being so financially free and so level-headed? How has that impacted your dating landscape or like finding personal growth and finding communities as well? Yeah, I think when it comes to dating, um, it's kind of a, what I've learned now is that it's, it's not so much that I need the person that I'm getting to know to be in real estate or to know about it. But I think what I found is that if I don't feel there's a genuine interest in that person and what I'm doing, not because they're doing it or not, but because they're asking questions about what my background is, where did I come from? To me, that's very, it feels good. It feels warm to be like, yeah, this is how I did it. This is where I come from. But what I found is that in, in some dating experiences, um, 
it's not, it's not necessarily a negative, but it's not, I, I don't feel the connection there when they're just not interested in where I came from and what I did. So um, I think it's easier to kind of eliminate or trying to get to know people. And when I get that, they're just generally not interested in who I am and where I come from, then that automatically makes me think, okay, yeah, this person is not for me. Um, and so that kind of has helped, it's, especially with Love is Blind. Love is Blind was like a boot camp of a relationship. Um, <laughs> it was accelerated. Like, like <laughs> Literally. So like, you're telling me that in nine days, you're going to meet my mom and dad. Like what? You know? Yeah. So it really put you through a, a boot camp of dating and you eliminate all of the BS. Like, I don't even know what his favorite color is. I don't care because I need to know if this is someone that I'm going to marry. So what are your beliefs on the right to choose? What are your beliefs on finances and paying debt off? Um, so I think for me, just dating has been, um, it's, it's, it's been better in the sense that I'm getting more quality opportunities versus uh, quantity. And I think when it comes to the personal life or the other relationships that I've had, I'm just so thankful and blessed that um, I've had opportunities since being on Love is Blind to really just connect with other real estate investors and other people that are in my world of investing. So sometimes yeah, it's, it's nice, so nice to also know that you speak the same language when it comes to your belief structure, your responses to things. Maybe you're aligned on maybe let's not take that vacation. Let's double into a property and flip it. Like there's those difficult conversations that if not aligned can be very like hard to process and move forward with. Um, I come from an Eastern philosophy, so my parents were arranged. And so the nine days doesn't really strike me too, too aggressively. Um, yeah. And oftentimes those work because you get down to the details. You deal with the things that you wouldn't normally address. Um, so it's Absolutely. it's phenomenal that you've been able to maybe bring those forward and actually know what you want and what you don't want. Yeah, definitely. I think at the end of the day, this experience from a reality TV show was something that I never would have thought would have happened, but the way that it did was literally what I needed in my life to just really check in with myself. And like I said, even if I hadn't gotten casted, but I had just gone through the six months of interviews, that alone was so powerful for me that I took that as an opportunity to learn about myself and just really reassure myself that, girl, you're good. You're validated with you and who you are. And then I walk into the pods like, I'm me, guys. <laughs> this is going to be great. You better love me because I love me. Like, Literally, that literally that was my energy going into it. But um, you could see that so, being on the other end, obviously in pajamas, binging the show. Like I, I was sitting there being like, yeah, you do you. Like, great. Awesome. Loved it. Thank you. So now that you went on Love is Blind, built built a community because I'm, I'm sure your followers do really empathize with the entire process and they value you because of it and how you've been a, a strong, strong mentor basically for them to look up to. Now you're, you're building your own personal brand. Walk me through that. Tell us all about it. Thank you. Thank you so much for asking. So my thing is this, is I have beautiful nieces in my family, um, and I've got one nephew, a bunch of nieces, and when I think about what I'm doing in life, I don't have children yet, not married, so for me, it's what am I leaving back for them to be inspired by? What is it that I'm doing in that direction that they will be proud of, that my mom would be proud of, but really that next generation of my nieces and nephew um, 
that's really what I, what I want to aspire to just impact. And so when I do my content, when I'm building my brand, for me, it's, hey, this is who I am as real as it gets. This is me with no makeup on. You know, this is me doing like my financial talk conversations that I'm not afraid to have or speaking up for topics that may be taboo. Um, it's just me being me. And I think what's so important in the space that I'm in now is to really share that. And with building my brand and building my business, one of the things that I really am super proud of right now is uh, my online clothing subscription, which is Pretty Posh Box. And that idea of being able to have endless fashion one, good for the environment because you're not buying a bunch of clothes and then it's stuck in your closet and then you end up not wearing it but more than once. Um, so I think the idea truly was kind of coming together and being able to do things and do business deals, real estate deals, other businesses as well, beauty, fashion, lifestyle that align with who I already am and what I'm already doing anyways. So I'm super excited for that. And I think in the real estate world too, um, you know, being able to have a voice in a platform that is talking about investing in real estate or specifically short-term rentals and being able to navigate those followers. And, and not everyone wants to know about my real estate career, but also a lot of people want to know about my dating life or, you know, the different components of it. So I'm just excited to have this platform where I can share the multiple facets of my life. And if it's the one personal DM message that I get from a mom who is inspired by something I said, all it takes is one person. And like I said, if it's my nieces and my nephew that I want them to be proud of their aunt, to me, that's so worth it to do what I'm doing. And you're authentically you. And so oftentimes people get confused by building a brand and that they're building it for someone else. But you are you and you're inspiring women to invest in real estate, which is something that we haven't done. Like a lot of us haven't. And you're saying, hey, you can acquire financial freedom on your own without anyone else. That's pretty awesome. It's a pretty great message while also being in the fashion vertical, while also being on reality TV. These are things that usually are not married together um but you've done it so pretty posh box walk me through what led you to that moment of deciding I'm going to start a subscription box company yeah you know it's funny because when it comes to my closet my personal closet every six months I get rid of boxes of clothes or bags of clothes because to me clothes is a form of expression. And so if I really want to wear something once, I'll wear it once and then I'll be like, okay, I'm over it, you know, or it's a very unique piece that I would get rid of. So I just found myself every six months getting rid of so much clothes and then buying, overly buying clothes that I don't even wear or wear once or hope that one day I'm going to wear. And so I think for me, um, really thinking about a solution to that, um, one, like I said, with, the world just being a little more friendly with fashion is that, yeah, you can have the cutest top, take a few photos in it, you know, for that month or even for a few weeks, rotate the, the wardrobe and still be able to have a very fashionable virtual closet along with whatever staple pieces you have at home. So I really found it more with the idea that what is the problem that I'm trying to solve for myself and could this be beneficial for my friends? And I remember when I was you know, brewing up the idea and what I wanted to do with it, I called my girlfriends like individually. I'm like, okay, so this is what I'm thinking. Would you do it? 
Um, and I think just very similar to Rent the Runway in the fact that you can just pick and borrow and rent and return. What's so what's so unique about my subscription service is that it's affordable. So it's 50 bucks a month. And mm-hmm. the fact that you can rotate as often as you want, um, you could have up to however many outfits that you use that month. And it can be anywhere from a cocktail dress to a fancier dress to something in between to a business casual. So really the options are endless. There's weekly updates. So I think for me, fashion is something that I have always embraced in a way. And I've always wanted to, you know, wear the bright pink shirt, but maybe I don't want to keep it in my closet for long. And then I feel bad that I haven't worn it. And then now I have to get rid of it, you know, kind of those things. Um, So yeah, that's kind of where my thought process was. And going back to like the business aspect of it too, is this is something that can be created. I can talk about it. I can promote it, but it truly will leave itself on its own monthly passive income as, you know, once I put in the hours for the promotion and having more um, opportunities for marketing, it really is a subscription service that runs on its own. And, um, and I just think that it's, I, I, my goal is to make it easier to have fashion and make it trendy and affordable. It's fashion on your doorstep and also the way the landscape is going with the economy and Instagram, unfortunately, having to wear different outfits all the time and wanting to look the best and not posting with the same outfit twice. This does solve a need. It solves a real need for the consumer. If you are looking in the future now with Pretty Posh Box, what does that look like? What is the goal here? What would make you be like, I did it. I did it. I'm happy. This is great. Yeah. You know, I think for me, I will always be a working bee. Like I will always, like, I love putting my hands in things. I'm a little control freak. So I want to know what's going on in what situation, whether it's real estate stuff or um, when I was a manager, uh, a supervisor at my hospital, same thing. Like I had multiple teams that I was managing, but I just wanted whoever it was, whether it was my peer or someone that was in a different um, department to know that I'm there to answer questions, to help, to be a part of the team. So I'm very much so going to always be, I think, active in a form of business. But I think what I would see with Pretty Posh Box is really just, one, I, I want it to make sense for people. If it makes sense for me, that's great. But I want it to make sense for others. And I want it, I want it to have that impact on people where, yes, you can be fashionable and it can be affordable. And um, And I think if ideally I could see where this would be going, I mean, I would definitely love to have an opportunity where other people have access to the business side of it, right? So maybe it's Pretty Posh Box, you know, um, affiliates or having an opportunity for other people who want to be part of this type of business, um, but not, maybe they want to get their feet in it, you know, get their feet wet into that kind of fashion and that kind of idea of it. I think that would be so great because again, now it's not just the problem that we're solving with fashion and it being affordable and trendy, but also now it's giving other opportunities for other um, women or men to be able to have their own website with their own opportunity to build their own boxes, um, monthly boxes that come to your door. Yeah, you're distributing the income and then you're also allowing people to build their own passive streams by leveraging this this creative entity that you built, which is fantastic. Absolutely, like a great great method to scale um what's really cool about it it also solves a a need for the environment it solves multiple needs on multiple fronts 
Um, and that's what you want with a business always. Yeah. So then now transitioning into what's next for you on real estate, what's on, what's on the agenda? Do you have new properties that you're looking at? What's your plan? Give us the, give us the deets. Yeah. Thanks for asking. So I just closed on a property. It's funny because every time I close on a property, I always say, wow, this is the biggest project that I've taken on. So it's like, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And which is so great. Like that's where, yes, I'm buying real estate, but I'm also making it harder for myself in the sense that it's going to be a bigger job, but also the return is going to be a lot bigger too. So um, I just closed on a property not long ago. And, um, it's my first property that actually has burn damage. Um, so I've, I've bought one before with a little bit of burn damage, but it wasn't quite as severe. Like this house is down to the frame. Um, so, uh, I'm super excited because we have the floor plan. Now we know, you know, uh, how the team is going to work on, you know, what room is where and what bathrooms. And so I'm super excited for that. Um, and I think for me, it's just, seeing the vision of that and what income could come from this particular um, property and then doing it all over again with something else. Ideally, and, and this is just like me thinking ahead, like for me, something of like an apartment complex unit, like that is goals for like the next round, hopefully, is um, to really look into having multiple units under one roof and really making that more of a just like the next dream, the next opportunity to invest in real estate. And you are speaking at a uh, event shortly. Do you want to walk us through that? Absolutely. So in Austin, Texas, um, I'm so excited to be a part of the STR Summit. It's the Short-Term Rental Summit. And the idea of short-term rentals in general, and Airbnb is just one of the outlets, but I'll talk about them because they're the ones that I have felt most supported by, comfortable with, um, user-friendly for the guest and the host. What's so neat about this summit is that it takes you from the opportunity of, hey, I don't have any short-term rentals. I want to get into short-term renting. What does that look like? And how do you go through that process of building? What I love about Airbnb is that it gives you the opportunity to build a business in the fashion that you don't necessarily need to have a property of your own. You can do, you can get creative with how you would develop your short-term rental. So I'm super excited to be speaking at this event in Austin, Texas, and it's going to be from April 10th to the 12th. And I have all the information on my Instagram and also um, on my community page, Financy Talks as well. So again, I think the main, the main goal of this conference, the summit is going to be just giving people the opportunity to either scale their Airbnb businesses or to get their first one. And I think being in a, in a space where that's the conversation topic and you're networking with other people, I'm going to be around for the whole conference. So not only my speaking engagement, but I want to connect with other investors as well. Um, and so I'm super excited for that opportunity. Have you done now, now that you've become someone that people can lean on in the space, have you done investments as a group and built communities around it? I'm definitely working on some really cool projects coming up in the summertime. Um, but yeah, I, I can honestly say that for the most part, my partnership um, with my business partner has stayed the same for the last few years. And he's a great broker. He knows a lot about the investment side. So it's comfortable. It feels good. But I know that 
we want to scale. We want to have other partners in a deal. And so I think that's just something that um, we've talked about before. And now it's just a matter of getting things squared away. And I'm excited for summer. I have some really cool opportunities coming up that will kind of put me in that space to be able to put more people together in the same room and do some investing in that form. Walk me through where people can find all this information about you and the space and where can they, they can, where can they learn more? Thank you so much. Yeah. So my Instagram is the Nancy Rodriguez and part of my Instagram is my community page as well. Financy talks. And, um, I think those are the two of the main outlets. My YouTube is Nancy Rodriguez life, which is really more tailored on lifestyle. And then real estate content is coming up. So I'm super excited to upload those messages as well. But I think at the end of the day too, finding a way to connect with the community in whatever form or fashion, whether it's through the comment DMs are actually really hard to get to because there's, I'm so blessed that there's so many. Um, but definitely, you know, through the comment section, I love chatting with um, so many of future real estate investors, people who want to know um, in the comment sections of my two, my both Instagram. So I'm re- really excited to just have, again, this platform where we can normalize these conversations about finance. We can normalize these conversations about real estate. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so grateful. I'm grateful that the audience has gotten to know you and I look forward to seeing them follow your journey moving forward. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. And, you know, I just, I want to thank you because of, you know, this kind of platform that we can have these honest conversations. Like this is where it should begin. And this is where we should have these types of platforms to be able to share with others that someone might be thinking about or what someone has been doing, you know, um, whatever business they're doing, whether it's real estate or other, op- other businesses and just kind of needing that extra person in the room to listen to or to hear their personal story. So thank you for having a platform like this for us. Stay tuned for the next episode.